everybody, we just want to jump in in front of episode three and let you know that this one was rough. It was actually our worst episode and our best episode, I think, so far. It's definitely our best one. Definitely. It's best one. But it's also yeah. a little rough because this was my first time on camera, the first time doing this. And Marty's a lot more comfortable doing this type of thing. I was not comfortable yeah. and it shows, but just forgive us. And um, it was and great. I hope you enjoy it. Hell yeah. You are listening to Marty and the Bro. Politics, economics, philosophy, religion, psychology. Put them in a blender with racism and grab a tall glass. When I went to, uh, I went to the gym like two, three days ago and there is a half price books across the way. And I was like, you know, whatever, I'm trying to kill some time. It's a little early, you know, um, Alex wakes up a little later and I, I try to you know sneak around the house while she's, you know, sleep. So instead of doing that, I decided, okay, forget it. I'm gonna get this book. So I found this book really. No. Okay. Let me back up a little bit. I watched a YouTube, <laughs> watched a, a, a YouTube video and they were talking about Thurgood Marshall. You know who that is? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Okay. I didn't yeah. Okay, <laughs> no idea who this guy was at first. You know what I mean? You know, we wow. don't, uh, yeah, that's a little shocking. Yeah, I mean, I don't, you know, whatever. I said, okay. I'm from the hood. Right. We well, don't. I'm sure I don't know him. I don't don't know him. Like I haven't read a book on him or anything like that. Yeah. So what, what did you find out? What okay, you... so Thurgood Marshall, as you know, you know, prolific um, Supreme Court justice, right? You know, black. You know, he's one of one of the most famous uh, Supreme Court justices. He was the, you know, I thought he was the first. I think, Supreme I, Court I'm justice pretty sure he's the first. I don't want to misstate that. I'm pretty sure he's the first. Yeah, but a lot I of the history. So. Well, a lot of history we learn is so wrong it's ridiculous. Also, there's but that's that's not that's another story for another day. But um, yeah. So I'm pretty sure he was the I first. Think the uh, the original group of Supreme Court justices were all black, actually. <laughs> well, <laughs> I think that you know. So did I learn my history wrong? <laughs> well, I, if I'm not mistaken, like I'm about to say, I think that's true too. I mean, I don't know actually. I think um, I know it sounds crazy. No, you'd be surprised. So I think um, there's a anyway, lot of. Jen- so the civil, you know, there's two, you know, there was two civil rights acts, right? Did you know that? Yeah. There's one before the six, the one in the sixties. There's one way before that actually. Right. And that's what, and so in that time, reconstruction, whatever, around that time, long, what we're talking about, there was a lot more black people in in political office than, than history likes to admit right now. So that's why I say, I don't know. You know, I have to do a little more homework on that because, you know, more I learn, I'm like, oh snap, there was black people in this, in this office, in this office. And then, and then in the sixties, they were like dead, all that, you know what I mean? That, you know, so it it actually tightened down on black people, but like long story short, I found this book, it's called devil in the grove. Right. And, and, and I think it was, uh, there was a, there was a video where they were talking about Thurg- Thurgood Marshall was a asset of the um, FBI, was secretly an FBI asset spying on the black, you know, um, um, uh, black nationalist groups and you know just just you know you know groups that oh, you know. Damn. Yeah, damn. man, I was like, yo. <laughs> <laughs> you well, how know? incredible is that? I mean. I mean, well, it wasn't a Pulitzer Prize, so I don't. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right in there, oh, Pulitzer. Man. Yeah, so it's. Yeah, man, it's and, and really this book. So it's, this isn't it doesn't it actually just kind of skims across that. That was the only reason I got the book because of that, you know, that part was like yeah. this. This should be what all the books about right here, you know, and then you so should, uh, we should share that uh, that YouTube video that got you started on that. Yeah, yeah, I, I'll look. I'll look it up. I'll look. I'll look for it. It's actually a, a conspiracy theorist. It's, it's one of those, you know, like, look, man, if you subscribe to this channel. 
not everything they say is true. I just need you to understand, you know? <laughs> you know, sometimes they come across some ones that are real now, but, you know, most yeah. of them, you know, a lot of the times they're just, they're, they're just having fun, y'all. Just understand, you know, it's one of those kind of channels, but I'll, we'll definitely right. cross that bridge. Yeah, man. But um, yeah, that was it. Just wanted to get that little, little, you know, history. And I, I haven't finished the book yet, but man, is it good so far? I mean, fascinating, fascinating. Mm. Yeah, man. So like I said, he was playing both. He was a double agent, basically. He was spying on, you know, he was, because, you know, he, he he did a lot for the civil rights wait, movement. Wait. Uh, uh, what is it they say uh, about a suspect? Allegedly. Allegedly. Yeah. He was allegedly. Yeah. Hey, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Allegedly. Put that in there. His family would come back and get us. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. I don't know, man. There's FBI documents. I mean, I went to the, um, it led me down to the vaults, you know, and it's something I try and convince everybody to go to. I used to be nervous at first, but you can, there's a lot of, um, um, you know, through the Freedom of Information Act, there's a lot of uh, documents that were once previously, you know, uh, um, yeah, yeah, whatever. Anyway, they're, they're, explain, explain that to me again, that there's a website that has all the freedom exactly. of information exactly so yeah so through the you know Request, once they passed the results exactly so once uh with the freedom of information act they allowed you know um the fbi after a certain amount of time they uh um any classified information can be um if requested you know um and it costs money or whatever you know, they can be um revealed to the public right and they do redact it a lot too but there's still they did that with like for example cointel pro that's how a lot of people know about mk ultra um, with the whole, you know, mind control experiments and stuff, like all that, you can look that up yourself. If you were, you know, you look, go to FBI, you know, dot vault dot gov or something like that. Um, yeah, and you can go to the official site where it's the vault, and they're like, hey, just so you know, these are real documents. You know, there's a whole, you know, you've got the of, documents to prove it. Yeah, exactly. They're letting you know, like, look, this ain't no game. This site, look, you about to get on some. This is government. You know, there's a there's a whole. Yeah you know, warning before, you know, you go into that. And when you go into there, they're, 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 you know, Xerox, like it looks like old photocopied, you know, documents. Yeah. Like it, it feels, yeah. it, it feels like it's, it's like virtually going that, that feeling of going into a library and finding a, a box, opening that box up and finding old documents, you know what I mean? And kind of knocking the dust off. That's what it literally feels like virtually. Cause it's all on there, you know, like handwritten stuff that's just been copied on and put up there, you know, stuff from, yeah, like I said, yeah, from, yeah, yeah before there were computers right so it's 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 fascinating there's uh like what, what i always recommend all my people black people to go do is definitely go check out um cointel pro it's it's you know there's so much you know that's the program they use to spy on all the you know civil rights um um leaders and groups and where they you know tried to uh, convince yeah. dr king to kill what, himself what's the name again Cointel Pro? Yeah, Cointel Pro. Uh, like coin okay. as in like a dollar coin, you know, Tel Pro. And, uh, um, and I think it was a counterintelligence program, um, Cointel okay. Pro. Yeah. 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 So, um, um, but yeah, so it was, you know, they, they spied on and it wasn't just black identity. Uh, you know, it wasn't just black groups. It was also the KKK. They, they, they watched too. They just mostly, Oh, thank goodness. Exactly. Right. They just mostly destroyed it and, and watched black, you know, they were just kind of reporting yeah. on that KKK and they, and they did mostly just, you know, actually put a thorn in the side and try to actually, you know, um, stop the civil rights movement. So it's all yeah. like, it's all, all happen, all for sure. You can go look it up yourself, and it's it, and it's a different feeling than like hearing somebody talk about it versus looking through those documents yourself, seeing yeah, yeah, yeah. what actual agents were saying about you know actual black people that were trying to get you know freedom and rights. It's 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 it, I don't know. It hits it hits real close, you know. So I, it's something yeah, I always yeah. recommend people do because it's something different than yeah. somebody telling you. You know, you see it yourself. So, but yeah, man, that's pretty much it. 
That's cool. That's cool. Well, um, so today we've got uh, episode three. Yep. And this is the struggle. So you, the struggle is something you know a little bit about, I believe. A little bit, a little, a little some, a little some, bit. some might so say. I know that you and I, we speak this language now. We've known each other for for quite a while. I know yep. what the struggle is, but can you just, for somebody who who might not really, not not really know everything that that means, if you could kind of explain what do we mean by the struggle. Yeah, so man, um, and I guess in my community, when we talk on a, when we speak on a struggle, it's just the struggle of life, basically. You know what I mean? Like the struggle, everyday struggle. I think Biggie said it best. You know, um, um, it's the everyday struggle. You know, uh, if you haven't heard that that song by Biggie, I highly recommend checking that song out. It's yeah for everybody. Biggie Smalls, everyday struggle, notorious B.I.G. It's, it's amazing, but it's just you know trying to make it in America, being black in America, man. You know, it's a it's a literally an everyday struggle. Just walking out your door, it, it can be incredibly f- stressful and frustrating you know what i mean and um yeah there's so many different you know components that go into that you know a lot more stuff Most, than people yeah and yeah money usually the context that that i you know you and i talk about it is is in the context of money and how much it just doesn't seem like you can ever escape the cycle of <laughs> where's the money for paying the rent this month you know and where's the money for that it just goes on and on and you never can climb out of that pit of struggle and take a deep, take a breath because you're always running behind. And I mean, am, am I, am I, mm-hmm. is that, is that a big part of the struggle? Is <laughs> Yeah, no, know? exactly. Exactly. That's, that's exactly what happens. And uh, most of the time it, when you, There's no, there's no, how do I, how do I put this? Like there's, there's no actual relief. There's no relief. You know, there's no, you know, there's not a moment where, where you actually, you know, like, like say, get your head above water, you know, and um, actually being poor is more expensive than being, you know, than being rich. Right. You know what I mean? Cause there's a lot more, you know, already I don't have, for example, somebody like me who, you know, has very little, you know what I mean? And and it's very hard to move around, you know, Um, it's, it's actually more expensive or harder for me to get from point A to point B because for example, if you don't have a car or you can't drive, like I don't have a driver's license or uh, my um, license suspended. Right. And because of that, I would have need to Uber or Lyft around. And, you know, obviously that's more expensive than actually paying, you know, having a car, I could pay for gas and actually, you know, on a, on a daily basis. And, because of that, you know, I actually move around less. I, I take less opportunity, you know, to, to for jobs and things of that nature. For example, if there was a job uh, in the oil and gas industry, you know, where I, I, it's like an hour and a half drive, but but let's say they pay $25 an hour. Well, if I had a car that would be worth it for my situation, I would actually it be, would you be know, possible. It in would your, be totally possible. Case, it's not even possible. Exactly. Exactly. It's not. Yeah. yeah, it wouldn't. That's not uh, something I can't do. And if I tried to Uber, it would just, you know, it would I, it would be the same as, you know, I would you would be losing money. <laughs> exactly. I'd level out to making minimum wage or less. Right. So, yeah, that's, you know, that's one of those things, you know. So, yeah, being, I, I remember. It, um, hey, I wanted to uh, to bring up we were having a meal at the Green Mesquite Barbecue uh, one time and you you were you paid. Uh, you're like, let me get this. And our, and our bill was like $23 or $25 or something like that. And you paid. And then you left the waitress like a $25 tip or something. And I'm like, 
dude, what are you doing, man? That's and you you responded and said, I gotta make up for my people. Yeah. Do you oh that? yeah, yeah. So I don't think it was twenty five, but I did give her like, well, how much was it? It depends. So if it yes, was like a twenty, at least a twenty dollar tip on a twenty five dollar bill or something. I think it was like ten. I think it was like fifty percent tip. No, I think I did. No, no, was it twenty no, on twenty? I, I, I might have because I was like, what are you doing, dude? <laughs> she, but that's what you said. I got to make up for my people or something. And yeah, I'm like I don't know. She, uh, she must. Was, she must have been what, cute. What do you, what do you mean nah, by that? She, she must have been. She must have been cute. I don't know, but not. Nah, uh, uh, so, <laughs> but no. Um, so it's one of those things. Like, if, if I've worked in this industry, right? So you know, if you know, you know how it goes, man. They call us, you know, they call us Canadians, right? You know, so especially out down here in the south, it might be some a lot of people are not, not are not privy to, but you know, they if a, a group of black people walk in uh, in their white servers, they what they would do is they'd be like, oh, we got a group of Canadians come in. And that's their code for saying nigga. These niggas is in the in the building, literally, right? Uh, okay. So that's how you know, yeah, yeah. like like anybody in the industry knows that you know nobody wants to serve the black guests because you know oh, you know there's a there's a big thing that black people don't tip, which in my opinion, somewhat true. You know what I mean? The reason there's you know there are reasons for you know, that's stereotypes. Why, are, that's why you were motivated to make up for your people. That's why you had that that impulse because yeah. you, there's an element of truth to it. Yeah, yeah, there's there's definitely an element of truth to it, and also, you know, it's, it's a lot of people don't, you know, a lot of people just stop at the at the, yeah, this is a thing. They don't they don't question why. Well, you know, saying yeah, this may be true, but why is it true, right? You know, what I'm saying, and, and uh, um, I think a, a big issue that's 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 the big issue. People are just like, oh, but I don't tip because of this, that, and the other. And it's like somebody like me, you got to remember, like we weren't first of all, you know, what I'm saying like. We didn't, there was a point in time where we weren't even allowed to dine. You know what I mean? Like we couldn't even, we had to go around the back, right? You know what I'm saying? And, and people, it's a, it's a lot, it's not as far back as, as it may seem. That's like two or, you know, three generations, right? Yeah. You know, yeah, like literally. And, and so for so somebody. You know, I used to, uh, I used to wait tables too. Um, not as recently as you, but uh, I was, I was waiting tables and the subject came up about that black people don't tip it well or whatever. And some conversation I had with somebody, I, I guess they were maybe one of the servers that that's black that was on the staff, but the conversation went, I think, I think he or she said, the reason that black people don't tip as well is because of the struggle is that they, they, it's so hard to, to get every dollar that they get and going out to eat is, is a, is a is a treat that they're not doing all the time, but but just that they've they they got out there to eat and they scrapped and saved to do it. The last thing they want to do is be super generous on the tip because it's so hard to to you know relatively speaking, it's a struggle to to get enough money to go out to eat. Exactly. No, I agree. I agree. And to be and 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 to put something on top of that, also um, a lot of times when when I'm being served. It's kind of obvious this person doesn't want to serve me, right? You know what I mean? Like they don't think I'm a tip. I'm black, right? You know, so there's been plenty. Of, when I first moved out here to Austin, Canadian. perfect example. I'm Canadian, exactly, right? So when I first moved out here to Austin, um, for example, I, um, me and um, Alex went to a place called. We went to a place called. Um, what was it called? Um, uh, Doesn't matter. Make, make ba yeah, right. Baker Street, Baker Street Grill and Pub. That's where we went. So this Baker Street. Now I used to work for Baker Street in Houston, right? You know, um, so right, we went right, to one right. out here. Yeah, we like, you know, I came out here. I was like, all right, cool. I'm going go to this Baker Street. So when I when I, when I went there, um, we sat for about 45 minutes, not exaggerating. Before you know, we had to go to the we we I, I went to the bartender and was like, yo, 
what is happening here? You know, why is nobody I've seen crowd? this lady? No, there was like four people. It was like uh, our table and, and another table outside. You know what I mean? And, and like two people inside, you know, swear to God, like 45 minutes. And, and the whole time I'm sitting there, I'm just like, I'm telling Alex, I'm like, all right, don't, hey, no, no, sit here. Just, you know, because, you know, I first was going to go get somebody. We see somebody walk by, you know, I manage restaurants. So I'm like, no, 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 sit right here. I just made eye contact with this server. <laughs> So you're just like up by the little lobby, like way here to be seated. Booth? No, no, no. They had the they had the uh, um um you know they had the sign. Please sit and we'll you know somebody oh, come okay, to you. Okay. Like I said, I so, used to. So you you get a table and then nobody sit down. comes to say. Hi. Nobody comes to say. I'm making eye contact with servers. They see we're there. We obviously we weren't there before. You know, there's a six seven black mm-hmm. dude who just walked yeah. in the building. Everybody saw me. You know what I mean? Just being out, like you know, <laughs> just saw me walk in the building. Just being real, right? You know what I mean? So you know I'm here. <laughs> you know I'm here. You know what I'm saying? Sneak in. <laughs> no, I know there was no sneaking in at all. You know, yeah. So they we, we know we're here. You know, so um, long story short, I go in to uh, I talk to the um, bartender. I'm like, what's going on here? Like, you know, and, and you know, she apologizes, and actually, the bartender's one that took care of us. And um, you know, I, I tipped her tipped her well too. But you got to remember, like, you know, a lot of times we're getting served, and it's like, what do you want to eat? You know, what I mean, that's kind of the energy. It's like you want me to tip you. When obviously you don't want to serve me, you know what I mean? Most of the time is what it is. On top of that, I barely can afford this anyway. You know what I'm saying? I probably go out to eat once a month, you know what I'm saying? You know, you, you get what I mean? Like it's a lot mm-hmm. less of a of a luck, you know, it's a luxury more so than, than than not. You know, like people who don't tip don't go out to eat. I think it's just that simple. You know, there's a lot of people I know, like I had to teach my sisters so when I first started working in a restaurant industry, I didn't know nothing about tipping. Then I told I had to tell my sisters, like, hey, y'all gotta tip and explain to you why. You know what I mean? And they at first were like, tip for what? You know? They don't, you know, if you unless you're in the industry or you actually do that often, you don't know that that's what goes on. You know that people make two dollars and thirteen cents an hour, and literally, the you know, the only way that they pay bills is if you give them money. Which, by the way, is ridiculous anyway. Like, let's just Wait, acknowledge. You're saying people from your community they don't know that tipping is is a thing. I mean, obviously they know by the time they're they're in their no 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 no. So so I think I think a lot of times no. Like so, I, I, did I tell you I didn't? The first time I sat down at a restaurant, I was 18 years old. I had never sat down and went out to eat until I was 18. You know, and it may sound like what, but that's a lot more common than I think people would think. And, and you know, especially like when you're when <laughs> I was just about to say yeah. what. <laughs> yeah, no, no. So um, I mean, I know nobody wanted me. Like I don't. I've been to, you know, I've been, I had been to, uh, I had been to like a, um, how do you say it? I've been to McDonald's before, you know, I've been, to, you know, of but yeah. my mom, you gotta remember my mom, mom had four kids. She went, she's not taking four kids out to eat, you know, single mom, you know, having to work. It, it just didn't happen. You know what I mean? Like we, I didn't grow up that way. Cause she didn't have the time to do that. She was, you know, I don't know. Now that I'm older and understand, I'm like, yeah, no, that wasn't going to happen. You know what I mean? Like that just yeah. was not going to happen, you know? So understanding that, you know, like, there's a lot more people in situations like that than how I call it is third world country poor. Like, cause a lot of people wonder, like, you know, when you think, oh, you know, somebody's third world country poor, you know, a lot of people, a lot of times think, oh, this person has to walk my, you know, somebody in third world country, barely eating, walking miles, you know, to get to work or get to a get village, to get water. to, yeah, yeah. I have been, there are people living like that in America, third world country poor, normally, like, you know what I'm saying? Having to walk a mile to go get something to eat or to get to their job, you know what I'm saying? Barely eating, yeah. you know what I mean? have lights, you know, half the month, you know what I mean? That kind of thing. Like, that's how I grew up, yeah. man. I, I, I've seen the, you know, I watched my mom electrocute herself at the light, you know what I'm saying? Trying to, trying to turn the light back on and while it was raining. True story. You know what I mean? Like, I, wait, that's how- Wait, what? 
That's just random. But I'm just saying, like, that's how poor we were. She was trying to, you know, the, the light meter, the thing. I've seen her, you know, she was trying to pull that because basically what that is, is like, it looks like a giant plug. They put, like, these plastic yeah, yeah, the rods on. on the, the prongs, yeah, exactly. She was, to, she was trying to hack? Yeah, I'm really trying. What do you mean trying? We That's what we do. What, why, why do you think I know what it looks like? You know, I, I ain't never worked for no utility company. You know, I ripped one of my, the wall myself. You know what I mean? That's you know, For real, you know? So, but I've said in the rain, I, you know, she got, I was young, I watched her get electrocuted to hair stand. Like it was like a cartoon. Like I, you know, one of those visceral, I'll never forget that moment. I thought she died. You know, she fell on the ground How old were you at the time? and was like, you know, um, I don't know. I was around like 14, 13, 14. No, I, 11. I was 11. I remember because we were standing in Shannon Hills. One, two, seven, two, zero. Yeah. Yeah, man. Back in the day, man. Um, yeah. So, you know, that's. That type so of you, you don't know. have you as a family you don't have enough money to pay the the light bill the electric bill but you gotta you gotta do something you gotta figure it out and your your solution is to try to try to jump the 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 box the um electrical box yeah to, yeah to yeah no no nah, not even jump it just you you rip that whole that whole thing out and they're like i said there's prongs on there they put plastic parts on there to stop the electricity from flowing you just take the yeah. plastic parts off put it right back in the wall and you got electricity that's how that <laughs> that's how you turn the power <laughs> yeah yeah we figured that out yeah <laughs> so that, that's, that's what she was doing you know so probably but, uh, a little harder probably a little harder today they have those digital meters now ah uh, uh, difficult to do that There's, so you gotta get figure out how to hack those now yeah. wow no you i've never heard that story before that's yeah that no man but that's scary you're 11 years old and your mom's getting electrocuted in front of you yeah it was a true story true yeah but i swear it, yeah it was it was wild man you know, shout out my sisters i know y'all remember that was crazy but yeah it was you know and that was um and that's not like the only time, you know, it's the only time I remember she getting executed trying that. But like I said, I have blown out the entire, you know, um, um, apartment <laughs> buildings, <laughs> electricity, try to turn back on our lights. Like, you know, that's, you know, that's happened. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We've been there before, you know? <laughs> God damn. That's the struggle. When we talk about the struggle, man, if you're doing that, yeah. you're struggling. You're, you're that's how that's how that and that's you know like i try to explain I, how i like to describe how i grew up was you know i am you know i'm the last remnants of that crack epidemic you know what i mean like like i said my mom was on drugs she passed away hiv as you know you know what I'm saying there's that yeah. whole that you know when, when the you know that like the way the crack you know, epidemic swept through the black uh, community in the 80s that's you know i i caught the last wave of that i think you know more generations yeah. these days you know saying like you know it's more people like, you know, you know, the generation coming up is, you know, my age, you know, having kids like the people, my age kids. Right. You know, so because, you know, I'm yeah. 30 now. So, you know, they're we you know, I we thought we've been, you know, people a little older than me also thought crack was whack, too. So, you know, so we, we got over that hump now. Right. But I was just, you know, my yeah. life. I caught the last little free little little bits of that, you know, so. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and then the consequences of that were, you know, the echoes of that were pretty devastating for you obviously losing your mom and everything um but just how that how how that led to you know all the other things that that happened so exactly and yeah and then tying it all back to because we were just talking about you know um, um calling us canadians and, and not tipping tying it all back to the tipping again like i said it's you know you're only as good as what you know right you know what i'm saying a lot of people don't like white people come in can come in our community and 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 mess i've seen a lot of you know cultural faux pas for lack of a better word you know like that that you know a lot of transgressions white people making it's because they don't know a lot of times it's you know ignorance you know what i'm saying and and but for black people it's just you know for lack of a better term it's either like it's you know 
I'm sorry, but you know, like we, we all struggling. I can't pay that. You know, I can't do that right now. Or it's, um, yeah, man, we're just, you know, we're not, I'm not tipping you cause I can't afford it or like tip, the, uh, I, I, I didn't know wanna, you have to tip. Go ahead. I don't want to re-traumatize you or anything like that, anything like that, but the, uh, the socks, you remember when you were a guest? Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> I don't even think, oh, okay. All right. I don't even, I don't even think I've ever told him the story either. So this will be the first time he heard, hears about how much this hit me, you know? So, uh, <laughs> so, uh, shout out. Yeah, but, it, yeah. it, but, but it, it kind of fits into what you're saying is that you were not prepared for that experience at all. And you went over to a friend's house, invited you over for dinner and then, yeah, go ahead and, and tell, you know, tell yeah. what happened. Yeah, so I'm I'm, I'm leave his name out for now. We'll probably you know throw it out there later. But um, so yeah, I went to a, a close like that. Yeah, so yeah, exactly. So super close friend of mine. Uh, shout out the homie. Um, invited me over to his house, and uh, they, you know they're uh, Asian, so we don't they take shoes off. And when you come come in the house, you take your shoes off, right? Yeah, mind you, <laughs> we talk about being super poor. I'm still super poor. I don't know. I don't think after that moment I stopped. Okay, so there was mad holes in my in my socks. Mad holes in my socks. There were so many holes. In it was bad. More, yeah, no, bro. It was basically just you know for show. You know what I mean? The sock was for show to show that I had socks on the shoe. You know, I don't even know why. Looking back, I probably shouldn't even wore socks with the shoe. You know what I mean? But I did. You know, and um, yeah, man. And I came there, and I don't know why I didn't put two and two together. But also, this you know the socks I hadn't washed clothes. It were. The socks probably oh, could have stood up on their own. Yeah, the socks could have stood up on their own, you know? <laughs> so I'm in there. Uh, so long story short, it was, I think and, this was, bro, not, I think, and, no so, and I think this, I think this was his daughter's birthday party, if I'm not mistaken. He had his whole family. He wanted me to come through. And I think, uh, um, I'm pretty sure I'm the, the blackest dude he knows and not black as in like, you know, skin. I mean, like I's a nigga, you know what I mean? <laughs> like yeah, I'm a company, yeah. you know, I, I, I'm, I am unapologetically black. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. you know, you know, I, you know, I'm pretty sure, you know, has some cultural diversity around his daughter, which I love, you know, I love him that about him. You know what I mean? Like, you know, he views me as family, you know what I'm saying? So I appreciate, you know, he, him hitting me up. I don't, I don't think he knew what I, <laughs> I ain't know, we ain't know what I was in store for. And his parents were there. So it was just, it was a terrible experience because like I went in there, I walked in and I see the shoes on the floor and I don't know why I didn't remember. I was like, oh my God, I got to take my shoes off, you know? So I tell, yeah. I tell him like, yo dog, I, you know, I don't know if I can do that. And he was like, no, nah, you got to take your shoes off. You know, the parents are here. You know what I mean? This is, it's yeah, cool. Don't yeah. worry about it. So I take my shoes <laughs> off and then, and you know, he's a good guy. So he doesn't even, he doesn't even mention my, he doesn't say nothing about it. And I don't say nothing yeah. about it, but I'm looking right. at them. You know what I mean? He's like, it's all good, man. Yeah. Let's go, you know, let's go meet the family and everybody. So I'm wearing the socks and I'm walking around and there are holes in them. So, and I'm trying, I'm trying to like take the socks, the, the tips and try to pull them so that, you know, that way my toes aren't just poking through the holes, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it's just, and the whole time I'm talking, the whole time I'm there, like my mind is here. Oh, you know what I mean? Yeah, All I can yeah, think, yeah. like I am like freaking out in my mind. I'm like, I'm a bum. I'm, you know what I mean? Like, and these are all, yeah. there's, there's all kinds of, you know, first yeah. of all, he, he lives. You're telling, he lives you're telling me the story. And I'm actually like feeling it in my gut. Yeah. I mean, it, the, you know, the, um, just, just what you were, what you were going through. I can, I can feel it. <laughs> yeah. It was terrible. It was, it was, it was one of the worst feelings. It was one of those moments for me where it's like, you know, I, I had lived, I, from that day on, I have never, if there are holes in my socks, I immediately throw them away because of that. Yeah. You know, that's how, 
that's how much that moment affected me. You know, like I go through to this day, I just go through my socks when I'm washing them, kind of just look, you know, look over them if they're holes immediately, they're gone. You know what I mean? I don't even, yeah. I mean, you don't, they, want, you don't want to repeat. <laughs> I can't, I mean, it was just so, it was so visceral. Yeah. Like, like I said, like I just felt like such a bum, you know, and, 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 you know, yeah, man, it was, it, it's, it's, that's a, that's a feeling that, like I said, when you're in the struggle, that's the struggle. You know what I mean? That's, that's, the struggle encapsulated. It's little, little things like that that you would never, you would never predict something like that to happen in the struggle. But you're always vulnerable to some kind of mishap or embarrassment because of where you came from in that in that we're in the regard with regard to money. You know exactly, exactly. Yeah, that's 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 that's, that's a good way of putting it. That's normally like how it feels. It's like you're always kind of hyper alert and hyper aware and focused on, you know, like, okay. Like, and people wonder why, like in the struggle, people dress so well. It's like, you know, you are, you know, if I'm already broke, if I dressed broke bummy too, are you going to take me serious? Or are you going to take me more serious if I look nice, if I have nice things, you get what I'm saying? So yes, I may stay yeah. in this trash ass apartment, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, I, you know, with this Jaguar and, 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 you know, parked outside, at least I can, you know, at least I can attract the opposite sex somewhat. You know, there's, there's little things, you know, like, you know, people, you know, like I, you would be surprised. You know what I mean? Like, like people don't think so about somebody don't from the, the outside. Picture. Like, yeah, somebody from the the white world might look at the the spending patterns of somebody from your community and 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 look at it with the completely wrong set of assumptions around. Yeah, why. exactly. Yeah, yeah, I got exactly. you. Exactly. And on you top know, there of, was, you know, please go ahead. Uh, well, I was going to shift gears a, a, just a little bit, but what were you going to say? Well, I, I was going to just say real quick on, on on top of that, there's a lot of uh, a lot of decisions that 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 get made on 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 that note. For example, like um um for like housing, for example, right? A lot of people. Yeah, that's actually uh, that's perfect because that's where I was going to ask you because I thought that was okay. a, a little bit of an epiphany for me because um, I know it's real it's real common to think about the the effects on your mental health if the relationship you are trapped in is is uh, not healthy, right? Be but you get trapped in it because of financial reasons. But the epiphany from talking to you about how many couples get together in the first place because of financial pressures. Yeah, no, that's and, a, that's a that big way, issue. I hadn't really thought about that before you, you mentioned it. So. Yeah. yeah. So because, I, I like what was your situation kind of like Exactly. So and so yeah, I I I have been found myself multiple times in situations where, you know, like, you know, understanding. So I guess a little background like, you know, I have a um criminal history. I was locked up for 2 years as you know and um that led me to a down a path of severe mental health issues that coupled with, you know, the struggle all these things. So long story short, it's probably what's best for me in life is to live alone, right? And to get myself together, right? Now that becomes very complicated and hard when you have a felony, you know what I mean? So I, you can't get anything in your name, you know what I mean? I can't even legally get a driver's license right now. So, you know, so that ability, you know, so so it leads me, it leads, and, there's, and I'm, that's just me. Like, I know so many dudes that are in the same position where it's like, man, dude can't get anything in his name, not a not a house, nothing. Nothing can be in his name. So what? So what option is he left with other than, you know, 
not ne- either yeah. going into some kind of partnership, you know, like like either having a homie or or a significant other or family to you know actually assist them, cosign or you know stay in their house. And a lot of times, dudes get you know back kind of into a situation where they're you know they're kind of they, they find themselves trying to you know use some you know some woman or a girl to you know live with and you know what I'm saying actually be able to find some mod- you know modicum of consistency and stability in their lives. You know what I'm saying? Because you know to when get, you- just to get a roof to, to get a place to. Just to get a place to uh, to stay, exactly just, uh, a place to live. Just to have a place to live because you don't you don't have the option available to you to like like I would. I would just if I need a place to live, I just go. It's it's easy. I, I just go find an, an apartment or a roommate situation, or whatever. But if I wanted to put, live by myself, I could. I have the means to to buy a house, not a. You know, and I to get an apartment, whatever. I, I wouldn't even have to think about those considerations, but you do. Yeah, exactly. I have, I kind of have. Yeah, there's no uh, all of that always, you know, creeps up in your mind. And then, you know, think about the the complications of that. So now, you know, there might be a guy who's in a situation where it's like, okay, I just I just need a roof over my head. So you know, he meets some girl who's you know he you know finds himself trying basically using you know what i mean like using this person to uh, you know and in that or in this a, case two people could be using each other just because they don't have exactly you know they run into each other the circumstances line up and they're like not a really not a not a not a match that was brought together out of out of you know uh a lot genuine of interest out of necessity genuine interest exactly or, yeah it's more out of so, necessity yeah so I think, I, and, and what happens with that is, you know, there's abuse just bred into that. Like, you know, you can't, there'll be um, resentment bred into that. You know what I mean? Like that just, that's a breeding ground for abuse, an abusive relationship, right? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. When, when people are, are together out of necessity rather than, yeah. you know, um, just genuine, like, oh, I like to live with this person. You know, there's yeah. so many yeah. relationships in there out here that are more so like, man, well, I mean, what, what else can I do right now? You know what I mean? Like be, I guess yeah. I could go down to the, and you know, a lot of places there ain't even, there's literally no, no other route for somebody like me. Like there is not one, <clears throat> there's not a housing, you know, there's no public housing for men. You know what I mean? Like, you know, nothing of near that. There's nowhere I, I could, anybody could go, you know what I'm saying? Like, like in my yeah, situation yeah. and a lot of places are, and I'm in Austin, right? And it's even worse in Houston. There's, there's, there's zero places here. There's less than zero places in Houston, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. 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 Like, yeah it makes perfect I, sense. Yeah. So <laughs> crazy, right? I know it's. Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, uh, one, one other thing I was going to, uh, I was going to bring up that, that I thought was really interesting with you that when you, when you pour and pour is all you've known. If you come into some money by by through whatever means, it's going to be gone real quick. And one of the reasons is because you've got a uh, a, a backlog of places for that exactly. money to go. Exactly, that's for sure. But another thing that was even more interesting to me, I think, something that you said that when you're when you're poor and you've always been poor, having money doesn't have the same weight that it might be if you were more in a in a uh, in an upward spiral of advancing in your career and you're gathering assets in exactly. when you're poor it's like the meaning of money is less because you, so if i lose this money 
I'm just going to be poor again. Well, I've always been poor. <laughs> exactly. So what, what, what's the, what's the difference? You know, I know exactly. how to, I know how to manage poor I'm alive. And I, you know, but I thought, just thought that was a, that's something that I had never considered. Cause when, when somebody who's poor wins the lottery, next thing you know, they're poor again. And it kind of becomes that when I'm saying that they don't, they don't have the experience with money and valuing money and over time and managing it and just knowing, developing a healthy relationship with money. So they get a little bit of money and next thing you know, it, it it's gone, you know, it's gone. Exactly. Yeah, no, I agree wholeheartedly. And there's like, you know, um, I guess, I guess taking it a couple steps or a couple places. Um, first of all, it is a lot of ignorance, right? Like, um, um, on my end, like, for example, I am not the greatest with money because, you know, I'm not the greatest with investing. I, I We ain't never had none. It's, it's like, you know, it's, it's like giving somebody a car and like, take care of this car. I'm like, oh, okay. What does that, you know, what does that mean? You know, like, well, you yeah. got to do oil changes and tire rotations. If you've never been told or heard anything about these things, you what are you just going to discover it out of, out of the clear blue sky? Oh, we got to rotate the tires and, you know, you know, you got to, there's a star pattern to do this thing. And it's, you know, you get what I mean. There's a lot more, there's yeah, a lot yeah. to it. You know what I mean? And that's just, that's just car maintenance, right? You know, when it comes to financial yeah. stuff, you know, there is, there's actual mechanisms in place to not, you know, to, to the system's designed to separate me from my money. That's what, you know what I mean? Like, like, like we're, uh, I, I've told you before, black people are, are the ultimate capitalists, right? You know, I think capitalism, I think like, it, it, how do I put it? Like, I, I'm a firm believer. I, I had kind of had an epiphany that like, oh snap, you know, capitalism, like we're, we are the number one capitalist as far as black people when it comes to cons being consumers, you know, not on the producer side, but the consumer, right? You know what I'm saying? We are capitalism's, you know, golden child, in my opinion. We bought a hook, line and sinker because they, they took our culture and cut it off at one point, right? Through, you know, taking it, bring us here to America. You know, all we know is capitalism. That's why when you see you know, us in the hood, we're doing the money phones to our ear, you know, like we, we, we glorify money, but also in being poor, it's about consistency, right? You know, so um, it's kind of like the whole thing with, um, I don't know if you heard about those studies when, when, when people that are, they, they, they track people who, uh, you know, people's happiness level, people who are poor, who, you know, uh, people's happiness levels through getting money and losing money through lottery and everything. So like yeah. there are people or, or even being legs being amputated, they found that people that were, you know, there was like a baseline happiness, right? You know, like somebody yeah. would be this happy, they'd lose their leg, they might get lower, but then later on it come back to this baseline and the same opposite for people winning the lottery. They were, you know, this happy, they won the lottery, the happiness came up to here. Then, you know, even if they still have the money later on, their happiness still comes back down to here. Right. So, um, right. I think, and that's, I think it has more to do with consistency and stability than anything. Right. You know, the idea is just consistency. I've consistently ain't had shit. So I'm used to not having shit. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah. when I, you know, like when, when, when I do come into contact with stuff, I'm like, okay, I need to, you know, gather, you know, they're, there are, of course, the, the important stuff like, you know, like, for example, with me, I had, you know, I tried to immediately get stuff with the card knocked out and, you know, there was thousands of dollars. Like, you know, right now there's, there's just debt sitting. That's just like at any point this, you know, there's every dollar that comes in is not mine pretty much at this point. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know, for the next yeah. couple of years, you know what I mean? <laughs> Being honest about it. Right. So, you yeah. know, there are those parts to it. And then on top of that, when I do get the other money, I don't, you know, you know, saving, you got to learn to be, that's a consistent behavior. Right. You know what I'm saying? You don't save by doing it once. Right. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's something you, that you have to do consistently to have a savings. Right. If you've never been yeah. able to, if that's not something that's, you know, that, that happens that, if you've never experienced that type of stability, then it's almost impossible to do it. Kind of like with, it's, um, yeah, it's almost changing also, a tire or something. Right. Almost also because you don't, you have a lineage 
of wealth and money, like like uh, the I know that the average black family in America has a net worth of like seventeen thousand dollars, and the average white family has an average net worth of one hundred and seventy thousand dollars, or something very close to that. That was um, a study from the Brookings Institute from a few years ago, and that's a ten x difference. So if you don't have that that family history of saving and building wealth, you're not surround, you're not going to the dinner table talking about the importance of saving because everybody in your in your past lineage has been in the struggle too. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, exactly. Yeah, so and you on just top don't of that, get that information. Exactly. And and on top of that, when you think about it, like a lot of times, um, an issue that, how do I put it like this? Um, the system wasn't designed to keep me, you know, keep money in my hand. Like, you know, like, like I said, you got to remember like capitalism, like we were like the, like when you really like, let's back up and, and kind of have a bird's eye view of like, you know, when, when this, when, when this, you know, systems, these systems were put in place and created, right. They were genuinely created with in mind, actually people in mind with, okay, those people, these people that look like this, they cannot, you know, rise up. You know what I mean? So these systems were actually designed with that in mind, right? So now we're at, you know, now we're, we're in 2021, still dealing with systems that were designed with in mind to separate me from, from wealth and, and not let me get that. Right. You know what I mean? So it just, it doesn't, it shouldn't be surprising to anybody that, you know, at this point, it's like, yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, black people aren't going to happen. We weren't designed like they, literally we, this was never meant for us and proofs in the pudding kind of, right. You know what I'm saying? We, we yeah, don't know, yeah. you know, we have no representation anywhere, whether it be in the, you know, like, I think this year, like everybody's like, Oh, did you hear, you know, there was a, you know, we had the first black Senator and, and the South was elected in 2021. I'm like, I'm like <laughs> and we're excited about this. Like, you know what I mean, the first black Senator, yeah. From the South in 2021, bro, they were, they were literally, you know, we were, we thought the Jetsons was taking place in like 2010s, right? You know what I'm saying? They thought, yeah, you know, we were yeah. going to be flying in cars at this point. We still aren't, you know what I mean? And so when you, when you look at, when I said, when you take a bigger look out and look at it from that viewpoint, it's like, oh, okay. It's All devastating. Right. It's exactly. Devastating. We're not, we, it, we're not, the, the main reason in my opinion, like, you know, black people, the wealth was not designed for us to accumulate wealth, right? You know, like all of the, yeah. there's a lot of systems in place. They're just, it's not, that's not how this is supposed to go. And it's not how it goes, you know, like, you know, by design, I say, you know, not even, not even on no well, um, even if it's not a theory. conscious design at this point, it's a it's a institutional foregone conclusion. Exactly. That, well, I do want to push yeah. back and say it like I it obviously was conscious design, you know what I mean? Like for two oh, at, at some point in time, but I I guess I was speaking to people who uh for for them racism sits more in their subconscious mm, yeah. and than their conscious. So I, I don't I'm not imagining a, a group of yeah of white a cabal. men in a smoke-filled room talking yeah. well, about these well, things. It's just there. Well, well, <laughs> well <laughs> it's kind of what y'all do. I don't know. That's, that's kind of how that works, man. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, no, man. Um, it's, it's it's set up in the system, and nowadays, probably you know, for the most part, that's not a thing, right? But um. It, I think, yeah, there was a point in time where there literally was backfill, you know, smoke backfilled rooms with white people saying, okay, you know, how we get these niggas, you know what I'm saying? Like that literally was the, was the goal and that's what they did, you know? Like, like I was telling you, um, um, we were just discussing, I got to look, I can't remember, I wish I remember the exact dates, but there was a civil rights movement before the one in the sixties, right? You know what I'm saying? For the, you know, I can't remember exactly when that was, but yeah. 
at the reason why um, um, they we had to do a whole other civil rights movement <laughs> is because the first time you know black people you know we had you know re during Reconstruction all that um, the first time we, we we actually did damn well for ourselves with like Tulsa Oklahoma Black Wall Street black people were doing very well accumulating Some wealth pockets, saving yeah. money you know and, and, and yeah. a lot more pockets than you think we were in <clears throat> running and we were we were in elected office in a lot of places we were doing better than a lot of white people in, in a lot of areas a lot of different areas you know and we're finding our own enclaves moving out and not not siphoning off white people so we're building our own over there doing our own thing white people y'all were like fuck that you know what i'm saying fuck yeah, that they got we coming to fuck all that up you know what i mean and then yeah. after they yeah after that they were like okay let's make sure that they can't do that again right you know what i'm saying so that's what i mean yeah. by it was it was 100 by design and at no point has anybody went back and been like okay let's actually try to reverse these things like you know like that actually the, the civil rights movement was more so about like voting rights. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, y'all can vote, I guess, you know, yeah. but you know what I mean? Like, and, and I guess y'all can sit at the same table, but, um, you know, we're still redlining you niggas. Like, you know what I mean? Like it was like, yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. we lock it, we locking up everybody. And that, and that's, you know, I could go on, on all day, but like, I think that's something, I think the, I think one of the bigger issues that, you know, especially when it comes to the, the money issue with, with um, the black community is the fact that, you know, we're all, they locking this, the criminal the criminal record that that part right there is such a bigger a, a much bigger um um puzzle piece to the problem than people realize because that is literally like that is the x because you know like my dad had a saying i don't know where he got this from so he may have stole this from somebody so but this is what he used to say and it's something that resonated when i was a kid he was like um so what he said was when martin luther king said you know judge us by the content of our, our character not the color of our skin white people y'all white people are like all right bet we got you we got something for you when they said that, we were like, we're going to make the content of your character this record right here, this criminal record. That's the content of your character we're going to judge you by from now on, right? Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and, yeah. And that's what they did. And now, you know what I'm saying? That's what they do with me, you know? Like, I'm on paper, on, on you know, the content of my character, right? You know what I'm saying? It looks terrible, mm -hmm. bro. And I don't get hired for nothing, you know what I mean? And that's how that's how they were able. That's, I feel like that was, you know, another you know, form of control, like, you know what I mean? So, yeah. you know, I think that's a much bigger puzzle piece than people really like to give credit to, you know? So, yeah. You know, it's talking about your situation. I, I think that uh, the job that you got, the last the last job you had managing uh, the restaurants, yeah, like you did that for three years or so. You had promises by the owner to expect this if you uh, worked hard and, and worked out well. If you were working out as as one of the managers, and you know, at one you might have thought for a little bit that you were gonna. You, you know, get out of the struggle to some degree, but then what happened? <laughs> I mean, yeah, I man, that tell about like yeah. that whole trajectory there, yeah. the expectation, and uh, the, you, that was that was know. one of the harder that that's really the catalyst to you know, yeah, man, that was that was one of one of the harder moments of my my life as far as an adult so far, you know, you know, especially after getting in trouble, so. You know, I moved out here, as you know, I moved out here to Austin from Houston because, you know, it was just re getting really hard in Houston and, you know, I, I, not being able to drive because of that criminal record I have. Um, I guess I'm gonna give this real quick um, news. So I, uh, I can't legally drive, you know, because they, my license was suspended before I ever had gotten a license. You know, that's our criminal justice system at work, right? You know, now I was... Okay. I never, you know, how you got to go take the driving test, all that. They kind of blocked you. They blocked you from getting it even before you had it. Exactly, exactly. And so, you know, there's like, it's like a, you know, at this point, it's like a riddle. Like how do you unsuspend a license that doesn't exist? You know what I mean? It's, 
it's this is some real you know next level shit yeah. here but you know but um anyway yeah, right, so right, right. so i moved to austin because of all these complications in houston and austin is smaller i heard it was a lot more liberal a lot more just i just more freedom i was just something was telling me i want to go to austin you know i want to get out here and, and figure this out so when i came out here as you know started working at this place um and um Long story short, this this spot it was was one of those kind of spots uh, very similar to like a bikini. Uh, uh, it's called bikinis. Uh, it's not. It doesn't exist anymore. But it was called bikinis. It was very similar to like a Hooters or Twin Peaks, where all the girls were you know they would like you know wear kind of you know sexy outfits and you know sell people right. shitty food, right? But um, so you know I was uh, I was hired there to manage, and I guess right off the bat when I met when I started managing there, first of all the you know the the GM there, shout out to the homie, just being honest, you know I love the. Love hate relationship with this guy. Love no, I don't. I don't hate him at all. He's you know he's a product of his environment. Just being honest, like I kind of understand him. Just being sure. honest, right? Sure. You know, uh, yeah. but um, GM guy named Josh. You know, I do appreciate him giving me opportunity as far as you know hiring me. You know what I mean as manager. And uh, but he's mad sexist. Just called spade a spade. Dude's mad sexist man. Good guy though. You know what I mean. Real good guy. And my as far. As good as a sexist guy can be, I don't know. You know what I mean, like to, <laughs> to me, he's, exactly. <laughs> yeah. to me, he was a good guy. You know, somewhat. You know, right? but um, he was you know a pretty good guy. Uh, but um, so when I got there, he had fired all his other managers because they were like sexually harassing girls, and there was just all this drama going on there. Anybody in, in the industry knows there's always drama. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. He was firing other people because they were sexually <laughs> harassing people, and he was as as sexist as. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Well, I, you know, it, you know, I guess nobody was telling on him. I guess but he was the, the boss. He was, exactly. he was the boss. That's it. He was the boss. Exactly. Go. That's 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 the answer, right? You know. Um. So and um and and it wasn't so. Too how extreme. did he? How did he? Um. You know. How was that interview with you? And so I got lucky. So I I was already managing a separate restaurant down the street um, off of Trinity and Six. It was called Old School. Shout out to y'all. You know, Old School was the shit. But um, so I was managing over there doing a damn good job. And, you know, word struck around. I'm, I'm, you know, six, seven black guy, you know, like, you know, kind of word reverberated around, you know, the, yeah. the street and, that, and that who I was. Street, exactly. They, they knew me. They loved me. Yeah, they, they knew me. They loved me. So one of the managers that was leaving, she was uh, actually one of the, the only good manager there at the time. This girl, uh, woman named Cece. She's she's great. I love her to death. She um, moved to Dubai to uh, she had a job opportunity in Dubai, so she was I trying to get somebody. Her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You remember? So yeah, so she was uh, so right before she left, um, she uh, she got me in there because she wanted somebody. You know, she I guess she was asking to find help find somebody to replace her, right? And she, you know, she we used to talk. She'd come over to my um. Um, restaurant, we talk and stuff, and I knew that we were shutting down soon, old school. So you know, I just made that transition over there, and that's how I got yeah. in over there by CC's word. And she, you know, so he wouldn't have even hired me, just being honest, as a black man. You know, he wouldn't have done it. But that's you know, neither here nor there. I got in on her good graces. Now, when I got in there, he he fired everybody like the third first day I was there. Everybody, and literally, it was just me and the GM. There was only two managers in the whole building. You know what I mean? So for the first mm -hmm. like thirty days, I think it was something like twenty eight days straight. I can I came in 28 days straight when I first started working there because like I mean who else is going to close like he opened every morning I close every night and he didn't even ask me to come in I just you know I I like I said I was managing another restaurant. I knew like who's gonna come in and close. You know what I mean? It's kind of like, you know, like <laughs> I know this is <laughs> you know we gotta like um it's weird. Yeah. All right, we got in there. We we get into a. <laughs> I get in there 28 days going hard, you know, and um, I'm doing it because, you know, like I, I'm trying, I just work hard, you know, I'm trying, I want to move up and, you know, I'm like, this is an opportunity for me to show that I'm the shit, you know, because I know I'm the shit. And long story short, everybody loves me. I'm there working my ass off. And, you know, I've been there, um, 
there had been multiple managers. Oh yeah, mind you, I had, I got hired there, I think for $11 an hour, right? Way lower than I was making at the other you know bar, but it was already closed down anyway. And I was like, okay, I just gotta, I understand I'm black. And, and no tips, no tips. No tips yeah, on salary. I'm Managing on salary. On salary. Salary so and that's work what like, came to. So working like seven, 70 hours a week, only getting paid for 40 of them, right? You know what I mean? So that was, you know, you, you know other managers know the okay. struggle, right? You know, yeah, yeah. So that's about a good idea of where I was at. Do you, right? remember, do you remember the annual salary amount just to give people an idea? Um, annual, um, I don't, I, that, that first year is kind of blurry to be honest with you. I can't remember. I, by the like end, 30, I'm 30, 30,000 or something or <laughs> no, like 27, 28, something like that. You know what I mean? Like, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Real low. So less than 30,000. Yeah. Le- a year. A year. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I don't think I ever <laughs> truly hit 30,000 until right at the end, maybe a little bit. Cause I told you, I, I, I'll get there, you know, but, um, so yeah, it was, um, like I said, it was like eleven dollars an hour. Or so that's you ain't making that's that's like twenty eight thousand a year, I think, something like that, right? Eleven dollars an hour, something like around that area, around that ballpark. Okay. I know, okay. I, you know. All right. All right. but anyway. um, yeah. So um, I was doing that, and um, I, I managed there for years, and I did the best I could. You know what I mean? And long story short, I'm not even I'm not even gonna play. I was the best manager there. It was hands down, no question. And 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 just you know, like I explain to you all the time, it's kind of easy to shine on white people because y'all don't really have to try. You know what I mean? Y'all just show up. I have to prove that I'm not a piece of shit. Like you know, I you know, they would look at me like you know, does he you know fucking up kind of thing. Like I would when I would do the money at the end of the night and make sure all the bills were faced. There was not a crease in them. I would I didn't I did not get. There were nights where I wouldn't leave till you know we close the restaurant closed at two a.m. I don't leave till seven a.m. You know what I'm saying? And that's me you know making sure I'm I'm resetting every every coast, make sure everything's lined up, wiping down everything, mopping the floor myself because I let the bar back go home because we don't pay them enough to stick them stay in my opinion. You know, so I'm like, nah, this needs to be done. But we, you know, like you only get paid four dollars an hour at this point, so I'm not going to make you mop a whole floor at four dollars an hour. That's ridiculous, you know what I mean? So, you know, I'm doing all this for three years straight. By the end of it, man, I had um, I I just I couldn't do it no more. Um, I guess so. Uh, there was so many incidents going on in between all this, right? So while I'm there, I'm um, he they're, he's hiring other managers, mind you, all of them are being paid more than me as they, all, the first you know, immediately on. All of them are white. All of them are immediately paid more than me. Immediately. And you know that just because the the word is out in the We get the checks. The checks come in. No, yeah, well, well <laughs> I'm a really manager. <laughs> I'm a manager. Yeah, I see the money coming in. You know what I mean? That, that is, is mind-blowing. Just right in front of yeah. your face. Right yeah, in man. your face. Swear to God, man. We're paying these other people, and here's how much we're paying you. I'm training them. They're they're not working out. None of these people work out, by mind you. Not one oh, person. I, like like by the end, by the time I when it, when I quit, I was the longest standing manager after three years. I'd been there longer than everybody in the company, not just managing, like because there's multiple. Yeah. He had multiple you know locations. The owner. It was the only person that had been there longer than me is the actual GM Josh guy. That 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 guy who hired me originally. The two longest people stay with the company, but from from the kitchen to was me and this guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I yeah. still, I left making $13 an hour and still being the night manager. Cause you know, night man, we all know night shifts a shit shift. Let's, you know what I'm saying? In the industry, you know, that's the shit. You don't, you can't have a life working nights. You know what I mean? Like you can't, you know, it's hard to right. function. You I know, know what I mean? I could never, it could never reach you. And and that was, um, there were promises made along the way though. Right. That, you know, if, of course, was of course. Appreciation yeah. was there. I mean, I mean, so they- so I think you know, and being fair to Josh, shout out Josh, man. Being fair to Josh, he didn't have all you know. He he maybe could have fought more, but it's not his restaurant. He wasn't the owner. The owner was a guy named Doug. Doug was the guy. He's one of those people. He's the, he's the perfect encapsulation of the left of 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 liberals, should I say, of the people who pretend to be my ally, you know. 
and don't give two fucks about me. You know what I mean? Like he's the definition of that. He was the kind of guy sit down in a manager meeting. It's like, yeah, everybody tell me, you know, it's real talk. Just like everybody tell me what's going on. How is everybody doing? Do you need anything? What's, you know, what's some things we can improve in here? You know, me, Gary, I'm, Okay. All right. Oh, yeah. So hey, I, I'm like, <laughs> yeah. so there's uh, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm gonna let them know, you know, and, and it's stuff that's fair. I'm like, Hey, these girls work hard. You know, we, we have a hard, we have a hard time having keeping these girls like on the retention lot level. Like we have some really, we want really good looking, really hardworking, smart girls. I'm not saying that's hard to come by. Not trying to play women here and not trying to sound sexist, but you know, yeah. We should appreciate when we find what we're looking for and try to, you know, incentivize them to, you know, do, you know, stay, right? So I'm, I'm staying. Yeah. Exactly. I'm telling them these things. I'm like, hey, you know, we can go to other restaurants. You know, um, this is what I do in my other, you know, at the other, when I manage other spots, we go to other restaurants, you know, try to figure out what we can trade with them or, or even a hotel, try and see like, hey, we give you all this. Okay. We get this for our employees, right? To keep the employees happy, right? He's like, yeah, that little, sounds little great. Perks. Oh, that was your okay. idea. To, that to, was my idea to, to help some little extra. Just, just or... exactly, exactly okay. to help out. you know, and um, he would be like, uh, you know, okay, that sounds great. That sounds great. No, didn't. We just kind of like one of those people. Yeah, okay, okay. Nothing would happen. I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm asking the GM like, so what's going on? Because you know, he has to. Alloc we have to allocate something to do that, right? You know, we have to ask him like, hey, can we? Can we, um, uh, you know, yeah. um, um, you know, comp, you know, all this food to send over here? Can we do this? Wouldn't allow none of this to happen. And it's just like, and then these girls would leave. Then he comes. It's like, what's going on? Why we have such high turnover? It's like, do you remember that meeting we had last week that when you asked me, what should we do? And I told yeah. you and nothing happened. You know, so this is constantly for three years. I'm, I'm giving all these kinds of suggestions. My favorite, what what ended it for me, I guess at the end of it, I'll, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm, people are being hired. So at the end of it all, what, what killed it for me is, so I, I came in there as bikinis. I stayed through. He had transitioned from bikinis because, you know, obviously he was, he actually went on this show called Horrible Bosses and got dragged for awesome, you know, because you know, around the me, around the time the Me Too movement happened. And, you know, there was, just, I don't know, some scandal he had with women at that time, the owner, Doug, you know what I'm saying? So, okay. you know, his, his business wasn't getting the best rap. And, you know, it was around the Me Too, um, the Me Too time, you know, um, yeah. that type of business of where the, you know, scantily clad women trying to sell yeah, yeah. Not, fries. Yeah, not in vogue. Well, not in <laughs> Involved, right yeah so so you know it was it was it was all looking looking messy so he, he transitioned to another you know um another business idea right and that's what he has right. now whatever the hell it is right so um i helped with that helped the whole you know was was in, was in, in between that and mind you it's actually on sixth street there's he, he was two separate restaurants but we had share a kitchen so i managed two front of houses and one back of house right every night yeah. every night every night you know and mind you you know like i said the, the morning shifts are the better shifts because you, you 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 have a whole life you're a real person I, the black guy, the only black guy who worked for the company from the beginning to the end, stayed only work nights. You know what I mean? And um, even was when I requested like, days. Was Doug or Josh or anybody saying, you know what, we really – we want to, we'd like you to get you on the day shift. If you just do this for another six months, we'll get no, you on the day shift. I would ask him, I'd, I'd ask him too. I'd be like, hey, man, I want, you know, I want to do this. The, their excuse for not having me on a day shift was there is a female manager. It's like, uh, she would say, oh, I'm scared to work nights. And it was just for me. And it was just like, so I'm kind of like, I was kind of pigeonholed into the nights because, you know, we have this female manager who it's unsafe for her to work nights because, you know, black people come out at night. That was genuinely the sen <laughs> no, genuinely the sentiment. Yeah. And how I can prove to you, yeah, because remember, yeah. it's six, you know, Sixth Street. You know what I mean? So, so yeah. you know, at, at night, that's when the you know the 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 clubber the the club scene comes out. And there's more you know people of color. There's more. There's just you know a, 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 a club more of a club vibe scene on the street, right? And I'm saying she oh, and for her, sure, yeah. For and, people and she, who don't know Austin Sixth Street is the the party district. Yeah. Um, 
seen. Yeah. And, 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 and yeah, that, and that's, that's mostly, you know, that was, that was literally it. That was the reason. And, you know, it's nothing against, um, 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 that manager, female manager. She's, she was cool. You know what I mean? The problem was, you know, like the management, you know what I mean? Like those guys, like, you know, it's no, all right, let me pack up and be honest. You know, she had some pretty, every, I could say everybody's racist, but yeah. You know what I mean? Like everybody's racist. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody's racist, you know what I'm saying? And, and, and not intentionally, you know, not everybody's intentionally. It wasn't since she was like, fuck these niggers, but she could have been, you know, but, um, I do know she, you know, <laughs> to be honest, maybe, you know, I yeah. don't, I, I can't try not to put it past people anymore, but, um, yeah. So that was what I was dealing with, man. And, and like, towards the end, what, what killed me, we have these two restaurants, right? I helped them, you know, flip the concept, you know, managing, you know, holding this stuff down. And he decides to put a speakeasy. And what a speakeasy is, you know, back in Prohibition, blah, 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 right? I don't know if you know what a speakeasy. Um, it's like a, yeah, a, little bit, a, a like secret, a little like a secret bar. Yeah, exactly. Like a secret yeah. bar. You know, it was the idea for pro- Prohibition. You know, they, they, you have to have a password to get in. You know, that's very popular still in Austin or whatever, right? So um, he built a speakeasy on the top of the two bars, like on the like, kind of like in the attic, you can think of something like that, okay. right? So yeah. um, builds this speakeasy, hires a guy for this speakeasy. I'm still working the nights downstairs, mind you, you know? Hires yeah. a new guy for the speakeasy. I've been for the company longer than everybody. I am, you know, I'm telling you how I know I'm the most reliable person there. That's why he, you know, they tell me like, oh, you know, we need somebody reliable to do the money, this, that, and the other. That's, you know, one of the excuses they were saying that why they kept me at nights, you know what I'm saying? They hire this guy, pay him like $20 an hour. He gets so drunk every night as a manager. He can't do his own money up there. So I have to wait for him to finish closing that up there when I'm done with mine, which I do quicker because I'm not drinking on the job, right? You know what I'm saying? Right. So I close down right. two front of houses and a kitchen, get all the employees out, finish all my money, write the notes, you know what I'm saying? Put everything in the daily log, you know what I'm saying? Before this dude finishes his shit, have to wait for this guy to, you know, whatever the fuck he's doing, do his money too, you know? And then I can go home. That was, that was before I left, that was where, where I was. And at thirteen dollars an hour, I was like, "I'm going to blow this bitch up." You know what I'm saying? I was like, yeah, "I'm yeah. coming here and shoot everybody, bro. I'm about to shoot it." I'm, you know what I'm saying? People getting fucked up if I have to. I was, I'm out. I'm done. I can't do this no more, man. Like, and it's one of those epiphanies. Like, oh, I was never going. Like, and it, was, it, it hurt. And it's like, you know, there's probably my black people out there probably living like, ah, dumbass, thought he was gonna move up some. You know, I can imagine if the <laughs> stupid ass, you know, like. <laughs> thought she was gonna move up. Now, now that it's now that it's over and done, you're like, of course, exactly. That's, it's like that's uh, when it started. That's the way it was gonna end. I was never, yeah. never I never had an opportunity. I never had an opportunity. Never gonna get twenty dollars an hour. Crazy. None of that. Not me. Oh, yeah, damn it, it was yeah. never gonna happen. I and and you know, and that's where you know that's. I had spiraled pretty bad, man, for like the next year after that, man. I, to be honest with you, I haven't worked since. <laughs> not seriously. Yeah. I haven't tried to. I, since then, I haven't tried to. Like, I'm not managing. Like, I'm not playing that no, game. No, you've anymore. got all. You've got all the skills, but you you have been exposed to the reality in a very not playing this game anymore in a man. very harsh way that yeah. that turned you uh, that just changed your mind about working for the man anymore. Ever again, and, and the big thing, like I told you, like I, this isn't this wasn't like my first job. This is you know years of this. You know what I mean? Like yeah. constantly trying my hardest. And I'm, when yeah. I say trying yeah. my hardest, like it's beyond trying hard. You know what I mean? Like I, I, you know, we, man, I've given it my all out here. You know what I mean? Like as far as yeah, getting yeah. to work, you know. And and I'm again, like I said, I'm poor still. 
while this is going on, I'm still barely paying bills and, you know, saying in the midst of all this for years, you know what I mean? Like I'm, you remember I'm barely talking to people because, you know, like I, my schedule was 4 p.m. to 2 a.m. You know, suppose 4 p.m. to 4 a.m. That's what I was scheduled because it takes about two hours. You know, you close at 2 a.m. It takes about two hours to close down the restaurant fully, especially at two front, whatever. It gets, I'm there from four hours a day. I mean, I mean, I'm there at least, and it was from 4 p.m. Yeah. more more consistently. It was 4 p.m. to 6 a.m. You know, because you know it was yeah, 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 a lot of work to do. It was more, yeah. yeah. And so I, I get, and I, by the time I get home and get up, it'd be 2 p.m. So I, literally, I wasn't talking. To and friends. get home means you have you you can't just go get in your car and drive home. I, I can't drive. You don't exactly, you, exactly. You got that whole additional problem. Because I remember one time I couldn't reach you, and you were like. Yeah, man, it took me some days to reach you. You're like, well, I was walking home. It started raining. My phone got wet. It wouldn't work. Yeah. It wouldn't work anymore. So now yeah. I don't have a phone, and I don't have that money. Was and, or the you know, like rents due, and yeah. So that's just the struggle. And that's that's the struggle, right? Yeah. And one more yeah. to that. Remember when I, I I moved out there and I decided to get a moped because I found that anything under 50 cc's you don't have to have a driver's license. True, yeah. but the police don't care. Police don't care. It's not. I mean, it's true. I mean, I looked it up. It's in the law. You can still get a ticket. And and, and if they get decide to give you a ticket, you have to fight the ticket. It doesn't matter. And you got stopped on that moped on, because I you went, were six I foot to, seven? Yeah, I went to stupid? jail. I went to jail. <laughs> exactly. I went to jail four times on this moped. Four times. I went to, I've been stopped more than four times. I went to jail four times on this moped. On, on a ride, riding a moped to work that you owned. Yep. You went to jail four times. Four times here. Yep. Four times. Swear to God. Swear to God, four times, yeah. four separate times. And every time it was just like, what's happening? What are we doing here? What's going on? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I was just yeah. like, and every, and, you know, they, they see me like, cause I, I work nights. So it's four o'clock and anytime, this is what kills me when I, the, you know, when I tell them, when I, this is how you know that white supremacy is real. Like, it's just, it's, it's a, it's a complicity thing. Right. I, when I went to the management, oh, my other, my other coworkers management, when I was working there and I tell them like, cause one day this would happen after I get off work. Like, you know, four o'clock in the morning, yeah. 4 a.m. I'm riding, trying to ride yeah. home on my moped. So I tell them, yeah, I got stopped, you know, uh, last night going home. They'd be like, yeah, no, that makes sense. And I'd be like, what do you mean? Well, how does that make sense? I mean, 4 a.m., you're riding home on a moped. And I'm like, <laughs> exactly. And, <laughs> yeah. and, and, you know, <laughs> well, black, you know, and this is literally what is black guy, 4 a.m., riding home on a moped. Then it's like, yo, I, yeah, I would stop you too. That's usually the response yeah. I get from everybody. From every, if you're white, every white person I've ever told that story to, they under like, yeah, no, it makes sense. They stopped you. Swear to God, and it's just like I'm just like, okay, all right, well, I mean, if you understand, then this will never change. You know what I mean? Like, if this makes yeah, sense to yeah, y'all, yeah. well, I, this is this is my life, I guess. You know, so that's you know, you know, hey, I wanted to to transition to talk a little bit about the um, uh, being a member of the co-op, so. Uh, you obviously obviously know, but other people don't know that Marty and the Bro, as a, as an entity, is formed as a co-op. And so, oh, while we're talking about money, I thought it'd be a good time to to talk to people about joining the co-op. Uh, just like REI, you have a membership. Maybe it's thirty dollars when you join, and uh, then it's a one-time fee. You're a member of the co-op. And uh, Marty and the Bro, uh, we're going to ask people to join the co-op here also. The the thing is that that's a little special about this is that we're looking at a model that we're calling value for value, need for need, skin for skin. And we're asking people to join this co-op at whatever, whatever value seems right for them because everybody's sort of in a different place around money. 
Uh, obviously, people from from the NPR crowd are going to be a lot different than people uh, from your community in terms of their ability to join a co-op, especially something like this, right? Exactly. So what we're going to do, sorry, I got a dog. Can you hear the dog in the background? Yeah. People love dogs. Don't worry about it. Okay. All right. <laughs> um, so what we're, what we're going to ask people to do is to, to sign up uh, to join this co-op uh, and become members of the co-op. But when we say any value for value, you give, you join at whatever value feels, feels right for you above zero. So any amount above zero and you're a part of the co-op. And we really want you to be a part of this because if you join the co-op, then you get uh, member content. Uh, that's uh, after party. You get uh, some interaction with us as we, as we go forward. And so we'd really, most of all, just like you to support what we're doing because we do have people that we want to pay for their work. Now, we're not talking about me. We got five people that are five, six people that are founding members of the co-op. And some of them are like me. We're not looking to make money off the co-op, but like the, the, like Alex that contributed the artwork, the work that you've done. And we, we would like to, to there to be money to, for you to actually earn some money for the work that you're putting in towards this. We think that we've got some compelling content to tell here. And we hope that people will support us financially. Now, here's the thing. We've got, when we think about members, we're going to think about climbers and co-signers. And probably it'll be another episode. I think we'll talk about what it means more about being a co-signer. But the co-signers are, are the, the folks that have, well, I don't know. We're just Let's do it now. What, when we talk about co-signers in your life, what does that mean to you? And how does that fit into the conversation yeah. of, of the, so. the, the, the races and, and what we can do to to hopefully help a little bit this pretty bad situation that we've got regarding people from your community stuck in the struggle. What do you, you know, things that you need people, people from where you're from, what do you need to get out of that struggle? Even just a little bit. And that's yeah. a, sometimes it's a co-signer. Exactly. We're, we're Agreed. I, that. I think, I think, yeah, I think you're hundred percent right. Uh, co-signer, at least what a co-signer has been in my life has been instrumental. Like people like Kirk, like I told you about real, real, like, you know, without him, I don't, you wouldn't, you wouldn't have known me. Right. And same with you. Like you've been a co-signer in my life multiple times. And what a co-signer can do and is for me is somebody who, you know, like, I think a big, a big issue that, um, with the, my community and not just the black community, but just in general. I don't know how to say other than fuck ups, right? You know what I'm saying? And, and that's more so I want to I want to hone in on more than just black people because there are black people who are just fine in this system in this community, you know, out here. They're engineers. They're fine. They talk like this. How's it going? You know what I mean? Those, you know, I love those. Those are my brothers. Don't get me wrong. I love them, but that's not who I'm really, you know, that's not who needs the help, right? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, who needs the help right. is the, is you know, uh, a homie like, you know what I'm saying? Uh, one of my niggas uh, from Houston, Josh, who, you know what I'm saying? Neck tass, you know what I'm saying? He, you know, he's still, if, you know, say, if I talk. Josh. It's different, Josh, <laughs> right? right? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Black Josh and white Josh that yeah. goes out on the lake on the weekends. And exactly. And yeah. This, Josh this, that, this Josh, this Josh, if I told him, you know what I'm saying, if I, if I asked him what's popping, he, you know, he, he gets on some real gang shit real quick. You know what I mean? But still a good guy. I know it may sound weird to you, but a real good guy, but that's, you know, that's the community he grew up in. Right. So, but help somebody like him, a co-signer for somebody like him will be instrumental. Cause for me, what really helped me, a, a big issue I had was, uh, or at least in, in my community, I believe is we, there's a lot of time people give up on the worst of us. And I think that's a lot to do with white supremacy, not just white supremacy, but like the whole, um, 
you know, issue of if you make us look bad to these white people, you know, saying you're going to ruin it for all of us, right? You know, saying like, if I'm associated with you, then they're going to think I'm one of you too, like the worst of us too. Does that make sense? So I think um, um, having somebody, you know, that doesn't give up on you, even though, or, you know, that's what a co-signer is in my opinion, right? Somebody who, when you need the help, you know, saying, you know, will be there for you. Like for me, when I got arrested, you know, saying like, I was in the wrong, I was wrong, I got arrested, right? You know what I mean? And Kirk came, you know, came in the only person to come in he looked you know came in visited me was like hey you're an idiot come you know call me when you get out you know and for me it it gave me so much to you know and he put money on my books as well too right you know what I'm saying and it's just that just that those things alone like it just that alone is why i you know it gave me something to hold on to it's like when i get out of here i can you know i can hit up kirk the homie you know what i'm saying who can help me you know what i'm saying and possibly not have to do shit like this anymore, right? And, you know what I mean? Just to be clear, uh Kirk is not black. <laughs> yeah, right. No, Kirk's uh he's yeah. an Asian. He's actually the guy still you know, the, the 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 guy time we were talking about the story with the with the with the socks. Yeah, he's that the guy. Socks. The Asian the guy. Yeah. yeah. Good. Okay, yeah. Okay. Close we'll close friend. Name. He's a good guy. I've yeah, Kirk. Yeah. Yeah. Kirk. Yeah. I love him to death. I love Kirk. But yeah, man. So yeah, this uh so that but so that's I'm sorry, he was close that what that did for you was more than just what you might look at at the surface it did a lot more for you exactly exactly it was you know not just the financial you know aspects of him helping me but like you know like i said the more the the emotional support the knowing that you know like there are people who just he didn't just assume like you know i like didn't just throw me away like oh he's like the rest of them you know what i mean like does that make sense because even in our even in my community even in the community that happens right so for example there's you know like it happened i'm just going you know straight up like my family has happened right i've been kicked out of houses you know what i'm saying and because they found weed on me and it's like they threw basically thrown to the wolves literally in the streets you know what I'm saying the place where we die you know thrown out there because i had weed on me you know what i mean like that's you know yeah. and, and and when i older looking back at it now and trying to understand what it was it was you know the you know our community they don't want they just there's there's they it's the white supremacy they want to try and fit in so much in, with, with you know white society it's like anything that goes against that it's just like no you keep that stuff way over there you know because it's you know it's i got you it's it's a problem you know what i mean and and like i yeah. said like a, well, what a co-signer does what a co-signer would do especially somebody who you know somebody who is black isn't black what somebody would do somebody in my community you know it, it's it's a connection that, you know, normally wouldn't be there. Like I said, like somebody like Kirk, like it changed my whole life. This is to my this is a random Asian dude who decided to care about some nigga who, you know what I'm saying, who literally and ain't never even been out to eat until he was eighteen. You know what I mean? Like, you know, that right, right. It, it, it was it meant and the you world met him to me. when you were like nineteen or twenty or something? Yeah, well, actually, I met him. He was the one who actually took me out to my first restaurant un unknowingly. Oh, oh he, he's yeah. the guy. <laughs> he's the guy, yeah. I told you, I'll, I'll give this real quick story. It was back in, this is back in 2008. My mom had died. My mom died in 2008, right? And uh, also, 2008 was a crazy year. Mom's dead. Black man trying to be run, real, trying to be president, right? So it was a real roller coaster for me in 2008, and it was the year yeah. I was supposed to graduate high school, right? So a lot going on for me, you know. So, yeah. um, so long story short, you know, like I, my mom had just passed away in February, you know, you know, it's, it's around this time, it's November coming up. Um, um, I had just wanted, you know, trying to do different things. I decided to, you know, I'm seeing news about this black guy running for president. I, you know, sent some money, you know, to him because you know, black guy running for president. I was like, all right, I'll, I'll donate to the campaign because I wanted really 
really uh, to get a shirt. It was like, like five bucks or something. Or? It was you know it was uh, I bought a shirt. That's what I did. You know it, it oh, was okay. Because like, okay. I wanted you know, I wanted to rep right. You know what I'm saying? I wanted like ah oh, this yeah. shirt's kind of fly on me. You know what I'm saying? So I had to know something, right. So I bought a shirt and um was signed it the up hope? email. The hope with his- exactly. It was like oh yeah, it was yeah, exactly what it was. Yeah, it was it was kind of icy. Yeah. It was kind of no no no. It was the it, one where. It was the one where he had like half red, half um, uh, half blue, and he like it was like the, yeah, yeah, that's that's hope. It said that, hope. That's, hope. that's the hope. Yeah. Yeah. Icy, that's icy ass. Yeah, I was like, yeah, I like that. I'm taking. I'm getting that. So I bought that shirt. Yeah, and that's I, a classic. Yeah, so I, I bought that shirt and I signed up for his emails. And uh, and when I signed up for the emails, he uh, <laughs> they, they emailed me back like, hey, just so happens there's a bus leaving Fifth Ward to go to Las Cruces, New Mexico, and help them, you know, help him campaign. win the campaign. Yeah, you want to want to go? And I was like, and and. It's so wild how this works because, like, you know, um, back then, this is before <laughs> I I feel so old. <laughs> this is before. Um, oh, you I, feel old. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay. This is like yeah, smartphones weren't a thing, man. This is back when the sidekick was still, you know what I'm saying? Razor, the sidekick, you know what I mean? So I this is back when you Clamshell. had. Yeah. Social media is. There, Facebook wasn't, you know, Facebook had just started. I didn't, I wasn't really just on Facebook. I wasn't on Facebook in 2008, I don't think. I got on 2009. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, I, you know, Facebook, it was, it was just kind of coming things. So I, I had to go to the public library to get on, um, to check my email and shit. So, you know, after school, I go to the library, you know what I mean? I know. So it's this place, kids, where you go and there's books, <laughs> you know, cause who the hell knows the library is now. Right. Um, yeah. well, so yeah, so I was, uh, so I go to the library, right. You know what I'm saying? And, um, I went there and look at my email. This is back when the Pandora was only online. Right. I'm, I'm, I'm dating myself, man. I, I go listen to my little Pandora thing. You know what I mean? Um, and yeah. back when it was new, you know, and it was like, Hey, let's go do this. So literally it was like the bus is leaving in three hours. And I was like, oh, it all seemed like that day I looked at the email. It turned out that the your bus was leaving that day, right? So I jumped up. You know, I had to go run to the schoolhouse, you know, because the school was down. I told you, uh, um, school. my school was downtown. Uh, uh, my school was an old uh, mattress store, so... Yeah. It was like it was a few blocks down from the from the uh yeah. from the library downtown library. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah, you know what I'm saying? It's all downtown Houston, you know. So, you know, I make it to the uh, school and I'm like, hey man, look, there's a you know, I tell my counselor at the time because they pretty much let me do my own thing because it was an alternative school for fuck ups. And basically they were like, We just need y'all to pass this goddamn tax test. You know what I'm saying? That was that was the goal. Yeah. There was nothing more. If you no, do that, you can do whatever else you want. Nothing, bro. College didn't you matter. They didn't give a fuck up. Yeah, yeah. I, and that's what they let me do because I passed the tax test. You know I passed tax. They were like, All right, whatever. You ain't got to come in. You know, like literally, that didn't. <laughs> my last year, I stopped going to school and they still counted me like I was there. True story, right? <laughs> but, uh, you know, so I passed. You know, so I, I tell them like I'm going to go do this. They're like, cool, whatever, you know. So I go, you know, jump on this. I go to Fifth Ward, you know, barely make this thing. I jump on this uh, um, bus, and I didn't think and about the, it. The Fifth Ward, people, I think people just are going to know what we mean by the Fifth Ward. But that's an area yeah. of Houston that is not the uh, not River Oaks. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Shout Oaks out Fifth Ward. Big. I love I love Fifth yeah. Ward. So I'm not a big fan of North Side of Houston. Uh, they go hate me for saying it, but I'm from the Southwest Side of Houston. But I love Fifth Ward. Man, I love my people out there. Man, it's uh, a yeah, it, whatever. Absolutely. But uh, yeah, yeah. So Fifth Ward is dope. But so I went there. I jump on this bus, no money, bro. I didn't even, it didn't even dawn on me that I'd need money. I'm going for days, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I'm just excited. Let's go, uh, you know what I'm saying? I'm riding, I'm riding. We're going to get this nigga, we're going to get this nigga elected. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> so I, you know what I mean? I jump on this bus, no money, you know? I'm on there. <laughs> Broke his fuck. Like with some underwear or anything? Some socks? Oh, you had the holy socks. Man. I had nothing. I had one pair of clothes, nothing. <laughs> 
I didn't go home. I just went straight from there to school. Like I was, it was so dumb. So I'm on there. Like, and I didn't even, to be honest with you, I didn't even think about this. I didn't think about this on the bus until we made it to San Antonio. I didn't even think about these things. I'm on the bus. There was just like, there was nothing but old white people. And there's one really cute, like girl, like college girl. Cause I guess only people that are going doing this are people who aren't working. Right. So it's all old yeah. people. And this one college student who I guess was doing it for like extracurricular activity or she, maybe she really cared. I don't know. And, she was cute. Everybody, since it's the fifth ward picking up, everybody's black in the bus. No, 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 no. Nobody's no. black. I'm the only black guy Nobody's on the bus. Black. Nobody's black. Are you kidding me? Nobody's black. They're all old wow. white people. And the only black, there's only one black person. That was that that younger, like this girl, this college girl chick. She was a black chick, you know, college. Like okay. I said, I'm in high school at the time. <laughs> I'm in high school, mind you. You know what I mean? So I'm flirting with this this black chick the whole the whole time. I'm making her laugh. I'm pretty not older looking back. She must have been like, you know, I'm, I'm pimple. I'm, I, I have pictures from back then. Pimple faced, baby faced. Like, I don't know what I thought I was doing out here. I thought I was macking on something, but you know, I'm pretty sure she was just like, this nigga's entertaining. I'll let him, you know, I'll let him shoot his shot. You know, it's a long bus ride. Exactly. Used some entertainment. Exactly. That's There's no movies being shown here, so. It's exactly what it was. Now that I'm older, I could look back and be like, yeah, I had no chance. You know what I mean? So, so, uh, so um, this is where Kurt comes in, though, right? So I'm on there. My son's, and I'm like, Jesus Christ. So, I, you know, by, by the time I make it to San Antonio, I, Kurt comes on, and he's like, mind you, I've already been on the bus since Houston. Me and um, a couple of these old white people, this latest girl. Yeah. Kurt comes on. This, this, this Asian guy comes in. It's like, hey, y'all, I'm the bus captain. And I'm like... Who the fuck is this? Yo? This nigga come out of nowhere. Bro, we've been on this bus for hours, bro. You bus captain, nigga. You know, I'm like, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, I don't want to hear that shit. You know? So you know, I'm in the back like, boo. You know? Boo, we don't need no bus captain. You know so I got I got old girl dying laughing too, right? You know what I'm saying? I'm just being goofy. Like, yeah, you know, I'm so at first I didn't like at first I didn't like Kirk. Because you know, who are you? Who's authority? Yeah. <laughs> nigga, we don't need no you try to roll call. Nigga, we all we all here. You know what I mean? I, I, you, know, <laughs> you know, so that's what so you know, I, I didn't like him at first, you know. So, you know, he yeah, comes by, yeah. he comes by, starts talking to everybody. He's like, How are you doing? You need anything? Everybody, you know, going by with everybody being fair. And he comes to me, he's like, You need anything? I'm like, nah, I'm good. Now nah, I'm straight. You know what I'm saying? Trying to be all stand off cool. And um, he's like, Cool, whatever. You know, so he starts talking to everybody. And uh, we make our first stop, which is a truck stop. Everybody gets out, stretches their legs. This is when I realize I'm, I, I fucked up. This is when I realize it, right? The first stop, no I was, bro, nothing, bro. And I'm like, Oh my God. And I start thinking about it. I was like, We're going to be here two days. And I was like, <laughs> I, you know, I, was, I was like, wait a minute. I don't know why I thought they'd be so, uh, I, I, something in my head was like, you know, I guess because I'm in high school, you know, I'm thinking like, they'll have lunch. You know what I mean? Like, you know, like, I, guess, <laughs> I don't know what I was thinking. I don't know. Bro, I'm like, it's starting to dawn on me. Like, I'm going to die out here. You know what I'm saying? Like, starting to hit me on the, you know, little, I'm like, fuck. I'm Las to, Cruises, New Mexico is like the desert. You're going to die in the desert out there. Never. I, mind you, I've never been on a road trip. I've never been outside of Texas at this. You know, I've never been. I ain't never done nothing at this point. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. this I, is before I, the restaurant. This is before this, uh, you. Had, this, um, this is the story. You meeting Kirk now, and then that's how the I got to restaurant. Okay. Actually, so this is how I went to my first restaurant. Right. So, um, so the first that was the first truck stop. I don't even get off the bus, and Kirk's like, "You good? You all right?" I'm like, "No, I'm straight." Cause I'm embarrassed. You know, I have pride. I'm not gonna tell. Him, I'm broke. I need. Some, that's not. You know, that's not my energy. You know, I'm gonna be like, "No, nah, I'm good." No, I'm not gonna help your game. Yeah, you know, I'm like, "No, nah, I'm straight. I'm chilling." You know, and I'm uh, good. yeah, you know, it ain't nothing for me. A little lightweight. You know, what I'm saying I need to lose some weight anyway. You know, <laughs> so. The next stop comes by, and I don't even know where we are. We're like Texarkana or something. We're way, we're, you know, we're, 
Because you know it takes forever to get the fuck out Way of Texas. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so we're still we're still in Texas, but almost about to get out into like Oklahoma or somewhere. We're about to get somewhere out of Texas, right? And yeah, I'm right, right. and we get to the last bit, like last bus stop before you know, last stop before you know, in Texas before we get before the to, state line. Yeah, exactly. So you know, I'm on there, and they, this is when everybody gets out, and they're all like going. There's a it's a truck stop slash restaurant slash shower. I don't know. It's a big ass thing. I don't know. I've never like big I don't take truck stop. I, people who, yeah, I, I, I still don't, you know, because I can't drive. I've never been nothing like that to this day. That was the first and only time I've ever been to anything like that, right? So that was actually, this is where I first went to eat, you know what I mean? So at this truck stop, like I sit down in this truck stop. Well, long story short, I mean, I get out with everybody because I want to stretch my legs and shit too. And I'm kind of walking around looking at shit and food and stuff. And Kirk, he's, that's why I shot, man, he's a really good guy. He's kind of like, I guess he's... He's noticing, I guess, you know, like, mm, he's like, this dude must be broke or something. Like, you know, because, like, I guess I'm window shopping the food and I just get jumped back on the bus. And he comes back. He's like, you hungry? Why don't you get nothing to eat? You know, and I'm like, no, nah, I'm good, man. He's like, come here. You know, and I was just like, all right. right. <laughs> yeah. So he comes, takes me off. And he's, you know, saying, he's like, just come with me. Just sit down. We'll just sit down. You know what I mean? We'll just sit, just sit, just hang out with me in this restaurant is what he has asked me to do. I was like, all right, all right, bro. So we go ahead. No, I'm set. not hanging out with the bus captain. Yeah. You know, that's how I'm thinking about him. I'm like, this dude, all right. You know, really, I'm starving on the inside. So I, so I sit down with them. And this is the first time I sat down and looked at a menu in my life. You know what I mean? Like, at this bus stop Damn, restaurant. Wow. Yeah, 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 man. So, I'm, you know, so and I was so, I was so much anxiety because I've never been around people, so many people talking and eating. And just, like, it was weird. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. I just, I didn't like the, I, I didn't, I immediately mm-hmm. lost my appetite. You know, like, I ordered food and couldn't eat it. You know what I mean? Oh, the anxiety. Yeah. The anxiety, yeah. Yeah, I ordered food, couldn't eat it. And then as soon as I got on the bus, man, I was like, oh, God, yeah, God. <laughs> fucking destroyed that shit. You know, so immediately on the bus. And then me and Kirk sat down and he started talking to me more. He just started, you know, started asking me questions like, so, you know, why'd you come on here? What's that? Because I was the youngest, blackest guy on the bus, obviously, you know? Yeah. yeah, and, yeah. and so he's curious. He's like, so what made you come here? What's this? And he was like, you were in high school? And he was just like, wait, 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 why are you here? And I was just like, I mean, I, I saw they, it was an email. I was like, yeah, let's go. And he was like, what you know? For some reason, I don't. Yeah. So it, yeah. He thought Did you it was think amazing. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. He thought you know he was like you know he, he kept saying like that's impressive, that's nice, and I was just like in my mind I was like what this is a free ride out the state? Why do you mean like this is, you know, like, of course a vacation, nigga? What you mean like in my mind you know? You know so I'm like yeah for sure, but you know he you know we we really started like bonding like you know I started talking to him talking about my life. He was just fascinated by all the stories and stuff, and he was just like wow you know. And um, we went out there and, you know, he basically took me under his wing the whole time we were out there, man. We started, you know, um, cause, you know, we started canvassing on my first time canvassing, you know, I, I'm talking, it was, that was, yeah, man, that was, you know, I, like I walk into this one white dude's yard. He was like, get out my yard. I'm sticking my dogs out. I was like, yeah, all right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Have a good laughs> <day. laughs> I, yeah, I hear you loud and clear, brother. You know, like that's, I'm telling you, that was one of those, you know, it was, it was one of the craziest times of my life because that was the first time I ever saw, like, literally when Obama won. Because I was out there in Las Cruces when, um, when he won the presidency. There's fucking white people crying, oh, wow. hug, hugging each other. I was just like, <laughs> these white people are happy. Like, it just, it, 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 I never, I don't know. I, it was something I never experienced, something like that. You know what I mean? Like I said, I'm, you know, I grew up on the southwest side of Houston. You know, I, you know, yeah. I went, to, yeah, man, from um, Bissonette, Fondren, you know what I'm saying? I was in Post Oak. Like, well, we ain't, I don't know, we ain't. In the South, you know, you, you, know, you had very limited horizons. Yeah, at that you know, point in time. Yeah, white people look at you, you know, like, like you know, they they when you're in the neighborhood or something, it's not like, for example, um, 
the whole, you know, how like there's a whole movement now that, you know, the Karens, you know, we see them on video, you know, kicking kids out the pool. <laughs> but when I was growing up, it was just known you don't go into the pool because they're going to call the police or kick your ass up out of there. Right. You know what I'm saying? I'm glad now yeah. that we exposed that. That you was like. Need to wait for, you didn't need to wait for Karen. Okay, well, I mean, Karen, she was gonna come if you don't like. She we can come. You'd go, yeah, yeah, get Karen. That's the thing. Yeah, she was gonna come, and it was not never the guy. That's what that's what a lot of people don't understand. You know, like people think, oh, white supremacy saw all this patriarchal. It's like no, the woman would always come get us kids. It was always the lady be like, hey, you little niggas, get out of here. You know what I mean? You know, when the yeah. guy comes, that's when it's like it's run time. You know what I'm saying? Because he's going to try and <laughs> grab you. Yeah, you know, for real. Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna actually put his hands on you. You know, the lady at least would be like, you little shits. You know what I'm saying? And she's she gonna stand there, her arms folded and call the police, you know. And that's yeah, her. Yeah. It's the woman's attitude, you know. You can get away from yeah. her cussing out, bitch, you know, running, run off. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> that dude, he's gonna jump in the truck, you know what I'm saying, and chase us down. <laughs> yeah, it's kids, man. <laughs> hey, we're uh, we're pretty close to time, I think. It's actually cool. been, uh, been about an hour and a half. I, I wanna say just one more thing about inviting people to join the co op. I uh, say any value, any amount above zero gets you in uh, 50 cent, whatever, uh, $10, 20, 50, 100, 1,000, uh, 1,000 would be great. Um, and then the, the thing about a co-signer, if you sign up and you want to identify yourself, self-identify as a co-signer, because we don't have a checkbox for that. But if you end your, the amount that you decide to join the co-op with, with a five, and I'm not talking about like $5, but I'm saying like 15 or 25, 35, any one, starting at 15, anything, any dollar amount that you uh, join with that's, that has a five, ends with a five, you're telling us that you want to sign up as a co-signer. So there may be some people that would like to join the co-op, but literally just, it doesn't make sense to them financially to even send us 50 cents and go through that trouble. But they still like to be a part of the Marty and the Bro co-op organization. Uh, as a member. And so signing up as a co-signer means that we're going to try to match you up with somebody that needs a co-signer. And mm -hmm. that's how you'll identify, you'll self-identify by, uh, by, by a dollar amount that ends with a five. So I just want to get that out there and uh, we'll have a link at martyandthebro.com that, uh, that you can uh, join the co-op. So hopefully we'll get a few people to, to join. We'd love to have you. Hell yeah. Yeah, man. That, yeah, that's dope, man. I, I love the, the the idea of a co-signer, too, because like I said, it's just been so instrumental in my life. You know what I mean? Having, like I said, it's just, you know, being able to, it's one of the hardest things to do is be consistent. You know what I mean? Like that's, you know, and that, and that and for me, being able to be consistent, like having Kirk, having you in my life to help me, you know, to, to be there if I, you know, if I need some help and be able to keep, you know, that consistency going is the only reason I'm even where I am now. Right. So, you know, so that, that's yeah. dope, you know, still uh, in the struggle though. I mean, you're definitely. still in the struggle. Well, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. There's, there's, yeah. We're, we're still in America is really what it is, man. I think I told you about yeah. that epiphany I had, was, uh, you know, um, cause we're talking, you know, doing a lot of, uh, you know, trying to get our minds right right yeah and, uh, yeah no I, I know yeah we'll we'll definitely we'll talk about that for sure because i thought that was really pretty powerful and yeah. true so yeah we'll, we'll we have a later episode where we're going to talk a lot more about that so. hell yeah i'm down uh but anyway I, we should probably uh sign off it's been uh it's been good yeah man yeah this good. is a good one yeah bro so. all right well much love brother much love to you man you. You have made it to the end of this episode of Marty and the Bro. 
Visit MartyandTheBro.com to find out more about the show, its creators, and the co-op that supports this content. Special thanks to Alexandra White for artwork and to our sound engineer, Isaac Pena. Musical thanks to Boris Brecha, Travis Scott, and Pogo. Technical support for Martin and the Bro was provided by Sabi Hamid. And thanks as always to the legendary Todd Jagger who once said, Damn! This some good ass cheese! <laughs>